Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Welcome to the show, Mr. Max. Thank you. How's your week? Good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, what another seven days does, hey? Uh. This time last month, we would have been preparing to come out of lockdown. Uh-huh. And now, yeah, again, I, I've already said it on a couple of different programs that I present, but honestly, our um, best wishes to everyone out in the community that is currently awaiting results or uh, families that are putting themselves into self-isolation and lockdown because uh, the numbers have risen a little bit over the past couple of days. Yep. And uh, your, your family's been super busy yeah. in that regard. <laughs> What's uh-huh. your sister been up to? Uh, she's been making masks for lots of people. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Got the pattern out and yeah. stitching things up. And the thing with uh, all these masks that people are sewing at home, when you've got the uh, the different layers to them, you can wash and uh, reuse, and it's not going to yeah. be such an environmental hazard because there are just yeah. as many surgical masks out there at the moment that are the disposable ones, yeah. but uh, they don't break down all that quick, do they? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, hopefully everyone out there's staying safe, doing mm-hmm. the right thing. Yeah, uh, it's good to see lots of people out and about in masks if they are out and about. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. But uh, other than that, yeah, keep keep doing the the four. Stay home, otherwise. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, we've got a big show to get through today, so let's kick it off by uh, jumping in and finding out what's in the yum box. <laughs> Righty-hoity. So last week we uh, opened up the brand new Yum Box, and it's not specifically one country. It's it's a, a bit of a, a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. So uh, Scandinavia. Mm, is yeah. one <laughs> one element. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what what are we looking at this week? Uh, today I've picked milk chocolate with salted caramel crispies. Mm-hmm. And potato chips with American grilled grilled seasoning. Nice. So a bit of a mix of sweet and savoury in that regard. So uh, the milk chocolate with caramel crisp is sounding a lot like... um, uh, What's that one that the... Oh, the name's just gone straight out of my head as I went to say it. Uh, Not a whisper bar. It starts with W. Anyway... 
Let's find out what the yum box says about the drama. This yum is a dream because the word drama means dream in Icelandic. As you're about to discover, the dreaminess of the drama bar goes far beyond its name or even how popular it is in Iceland. The silky milk chocolate and the salty sweet crispies will make you feel like you're floating on a fluffy cocoa cloud basking in the warmth of a caramel sun. That could be good for uh, <laughs> for winter. Yeah. They might be being a little bit dramatic, but uh, let's let's find out what the drama bar tastes like. And I will try to uh, remember what this particular bar is called in my head that I'm thinking of. But um, it's looking like uh, kind of a regular block of chocolate. Yeah. Orange packaging. With orange and yellow polka dots. Yeah, which is uh, there to represent the salted caramel crispies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't think what this one is in my head that I'm thinking of. What is its mm-hmm. name? If anyone can read my mind, please text in. <laughs> 0439 I'm thinking of it's a chocolate bar that has uh, puffed rice through it. That hurts. But I cannot for the... What have you done? Oh, it's... It, can't, it won't snap. <laughs> Max is struggling with the the bar. I'd say because it is so cold, the uh, the chocolate is going to be quite hard to break. Yeah. Which means it's probably going to do the same thing in your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. The crispy bits are quite noticeable. Mm-hmm. So is the crispy... Let's find out what's in it. So milk chocolate... Uh, which is comprised of sugar, cocoa, butter, milk, skim milk powder. The salted biscuit is malted wheat, um, sodium bicarbonate, sugar, salt. So that's what's going to give it its salty taste. But uh, the... Oh, what is the name? They've got tiny little (laughs) things through it. I'm positive it starts with W. It didn't last all that long, but, man, it was tasty. It was kind of bumpy like a picnic bar, but the bumps were these little salted, uh, little malt balls. Anyway, you're having a bit of a a crunch and a munch there, Max. Yeah. What's your thoughts of the Drama bar? It's good. Is it silky smooth? Bit hard. (laughs) Yeah, got a bit of crunch to it. Yeah. The chocolate complements the the caramel, salted caramel crisp. Yeah. Really, really well. Because it is a... um, it, it, it's a lot saltier than a lot of salted caramel. Uh-huh. Often when you get salted caramel products, they've got the element of the saltiness to it, but it's still very much a, a sweet treat. Yeah. Uh, the, the sweetness comes from the, the milk chocolate in this particular one. Mm-hmm. Because if you bite down just on the malted biscuit part those little malt biscuit balls, the salted caramel. It's it, a bit strong. <laughs> it's, it's like um, eating a, a mouthful of salt. Yeah. But together, yeah, very complimentary. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up, thumbs down? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up, okay. Well, then, looks like we're on to the... Well, even though that was sweet, kind of savoury with the salty. Uh-huh. Uh, the potato chips with grill seasoning... This is Kim's American Grill. Now, considering <laughs> Scandinavia is the country, why are they giving us a packet of American Grill chips, I wonder? I don't know. <laughs> um, so, 
They've written, we will be totally honest with you, we have no idea why these chips, which are hugely popular snack in Norway, are marketed as American Grill. For one thing, the combination of spices, which is onion, tomato, paprika and chilli, isn't especially popular or typically used for grilling anything in the US. Nor are the spices unique to America, for that matter, because when you think of it, paprika and chilli are Mexican. Yeah. Um, what they can explain, though, is that the chips are beloved by Norwegians. So once you take a bite, you'll experience the spicy kick, an incredible crunch, and wishing that your barbecue tasted more like this. Well, that's open for debate, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge hot and spicy fan, but let's find out what these potato chips with grill seasoning taste like. Mm-hmm. So package-wise, they look... It's an uh, American flag. Yes, yeah. And pictures of the potatoes and the spices and the actual chips. Give, giving you a big clue as to what's inside them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit scared of how red some of those spices look. But uh, similar sort of packaging to the old kettle chips. Uh-huh. Oh, and they're the tiny... Um, uh, corrugations again, like the Ruffles chips used to be. Yeah. Of old. Uh, similar to shapes, it's flavour. You can see, you can see the chili flecks on the outside of each chip. Mhm. And they don't look particularly greasy with a you know deep fryer or anything like that or oven yeah. baked. Mhm. But reasonably uniform as well, actually. Yeah. Okay. Max is being brave. He's gone for the first crunch. <laughs> Does it taste American grill to you? I don't know. <laughs> it's good, though. Hmm. Doesn't have as much of a kick as I thought it was going to. Yeah. You can definitely taste the potato. Uh-huh. And even though you can see the 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 red flecks of... Chili. Chili, it's not really given much of a bite. Mm-hmm. Have you got any sting in your tongue? No. No. It's you can taste the onion powder. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that oniony tang. Yeah. But the the actual spiciness of the chili, or even paprika for that matter, I'm struggling to taste. Yeah. Good though. It's not too bad. But very much a um, a potato-flavoured chip. <laughs> yeah. You could almost get away with calling that a, a cheese and onion and you'd be yeah. fooled into it. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No, not really. Thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down? Uh, one thumb up. One thumb up for that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not quite out of the bag as, um, as we thought. Yeah. So, uh, nice work, Kim Chips. And it's K, lowercase I, capital M. Kim. American Grill. Kim's. Kim's. (laughs) Would you like a couple of uh, quick Scandinavian trivia questions to warm you up? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, knowing that there's several different um, countries that fall under uh, the banner, I guess, of Scandinavia... Some of these questions will be about different countries. So, which of these famous companies started in Denmark? Uh, 
A. Spotify B. Ikea C. Lego or D. H&M Lego That is correct. Well done. (laughs) Denmark uh, is the home of Lego. In 1934, a carpenter named Old Kirk Christensen opened a wooden toy company called Lego, which was from the Danish words leg got, and that translates as play well. Then in 1949, he began producing plastic versions of the bricks, which we know as uh, Lego today. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the other three, Ikea, Spotify, and H&M, are all Swedish. They come from Switzerland, not Denmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Nordic country is the world's number one coffee consumer? So which of these countries uh, drinks the most coffee? Is it Finland, Iceland, Denmark, or Sweden? Mm. Finland, Iceland, Denmark, or Sweden. Which country... Drinks the most coffee. Iceland? No, it's actually Finland. The average Finnish citizen drinks about 26 pounds of coffee every year. But coffee is something that all Nordic uh, countries do agree on. Uh, Iceland comes in third, Denmark fourth, Sweden sixth. Each country even has its own version of a traditional afternoon coffee party. And they're known locally as either Kaffeebod, Kaflabaris, or Kafarep, depending on which country. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, all of them drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> uh, Iceland is home to over 130 what? Volcanoes, deer species, McDonald's restaurants, or medieval castles. Iceland has over 130 what? Volcanoes, deer species, McDonald's restaurants, or medieval castles? Um, volcanoes? That is correct. Well done. (laughs) Nice work. So, uh, you don't earn the nickname of the land of ice and fire for no reason. Iceland is known as a volcanic hotspot because it's located on a tectonic boundary around the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. So it has more than 130 volcanoes, 18 of which have erupted since the island was first settled back in uh, 871 AD. In fact, over the past 500 years, 33% of all lava output across the entire world has come from Icelandic volcanoes. Wow. Last one for today. Which of these words in Norwegian is slang for totally bonkers. If I was calling you totally bonkers in uh, Norwegian, would I say your rodeo, your mustard, your Texas, or your pickles? <laughs> Are you rodeo, <laughs> mustard, Texas, or pickles if a Norwegian is calling you totally bonkers? Pickles? No. <laughs> Norwegians actually use the word Texas... The way that perhaps a Texan would say, wow, that's wild. <laughs> um, cowboy-filled Western movies and books became extremely popular in Norway in the first half of the 20th century. So much so, locals adopted the word Texas into their vocabulary so that nowadays um, it means, wow, that's out of control, totally bonkers. <laughs> that's wild. There you go. So uh, <laughs> there's some Scandinavian... Tidbits and trivia to uh, tide you over. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get back into the unbox next week for some more Scandinavian treats. Mm-hmm. Time now, though, 
have a quick break. I'll yeah. be back for this week's topic. <laughs> It is time and afternoon delight for us to have a look at this week's topic. And uh, what are we looking at this week, Max? Races. Races, yeah. So it's an American product, uh-huh. uh, but it is becoming more popular here in Australia. I'll admit when I first started doing this show, I was a little bit sceptical um, because we used to have Aiden, who uh, yep. is, uh, has American heritage, <laughs> and he was always talking about these Reese's peanut butter cups and how good they were. And I kept saying, ugh, chocolate and peanut butter, that sounds disgusting. <sighs> well, it's the old don't mock it till you've tried it. <laughs> so um, the most famous of the uh, Reese's candy company is the peanut butter cups. Yep. And they were created by H.B. Reese, who was a dairy farmer and shipping foreman for Milton Hershey. Um, and that's who markets a lot of the Reese's products. Um, the H.B. Reese Candy Company was established in the basement of Reese's home in Hershey, Pennsylvania, back in 1923. Gone are the days when you can just set up a shop in the <laughs> bottom of your house. Uh, Reese had originally worked at a Hershey dairy farm, and from there he used Hershey chocolate in his confections. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups were his most popular candy, and he eventually discontinued the other lines and just focused on all the peanut butter-style candy. Um, H.B. Reese died on May 16th, 1956, and passed the company on to his six sons, Robert, John, Ed, Ralph, Harry, and Charles Richard Reese. <laughs> That's a long name. Uh, Then on the 2nd of July 1963, the Reese brothers merged the company with the Hershey uh, Corporation. And in 2020, this year, after 57 years of stock splits, the Reese brothers' original shares of the Hershey common stock only represented 16 million Hershey shares, valued at over 2.5 billion that they uh, originally paid 51 million each on. So that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. $2.5 billion each. Whew. Wow. In 1969, only six years after the merger, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups became Hershey's top seller. So as, as much as Hershey have their own chocolate range, Reese's still come out on top. And I think it's that added extra peanut buttery goodness. <laughs> um, as of October 2017, uh, Reese's was the largest confection brand um, in the US. It was 62% larger than the next, with more households purchasing Reese's products than any other confection. And throughout the years, there are um, various versions of the Reese's peanut butter cups that come out seasonally for Valentine's Day, Easter, Halloween, and Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, they have special edition kind of versions. <laughs> but the majority that um, you can uh, get throughout the year are the Big Cup, which first came out in 2005, or the Big Cup with Reese's Pieces, which is something like, well, I haven't even talked about them. Reese's Pieces. Do you know what they are? Uh, don't know. They are similar to uh, M&M's or Smarties. Mm. They're, they are peanut butter 
chocolate in a shell. So inside the the Reese's piece, it's got the outside candy shell similar to Smarties or M and M's. Yeah. Then inside it has the peanut buttery um, center. Mm, cool. And there's a fun fact about Reese's pieces that we've shared on Afternoon Delight before, but not since we started podcasting. In 1982, the Mars Company was asked whether they would like to feature their M&M's in an upcoming Steven Spielberg movie called E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Have you heard of that movie? I've heard of E.T. But You've no. heard of E.T.? That's the movie. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they rejected the offer. They said, oh, they don't, they don't want to put their, uh, their M&M's in a kid's movie like that. And so instead, Hershey accepted the offer. And so E.T. drops these... Um, or, no, Elliot puts down these candy to coax E.T. to come out um, of the backyard, I think, to catch him or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there's only three colours, orange, yellow, and brown, and mm-hmm. that's because that's the colours of the Reese's Pieces. I, as a kid, always thought it must be Smarties or M&M's, but no, they're actually these little peanut butter candies. <laughs> and due to the film's blockbuster success, uh, product sales dramatically increased... More than 300%. They sold so many. They ended up, lots of uh, cinemas started stocking Reese's Pieces um, candies in in their um, candy bar and stuff like that. But uh, the Reese's Pieces were introduced in 1978. Cool. And were first used, um, or first created, I should say, in a special manufacturing where um, the little Hersheyettes, a chocolate-filled candy that's since been discontinued, they were trying to come up with a product that had the peanut-flavoured candy, but they couldn't work out how to make it a filling for their product. Mm. So originally, they were putting in the candy shells with peanut butter but then the peanut oil would leak out through the shell leaving it soft instead of crunchy so Mm -hmm. the developer of the project turned the problem over to a team of scientists who then created a peanut flavor filling that they could kind of squirt (laughs) into the the shell that would then set hard and they ended up with these Reese's pieces Mm -hmm. why don't you just put a peanut in there uh it's it's got to do with the taste the paste so M&M's have peanut-flavoured M&M's, oh, yeah. which is a, a whole peanut covered in chocolate. Yeah. This paste is very nutty, like it's <laughs> extra nutty flavour because it's been mushed up. Yeah. You're actually getting more peanut flavour than an actual peanut. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of different variations of the Reese's peanut butter cups. They've got the miniatures or the minis, which are unwrapped chocolate cups that have a peanut filling. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the different filling variations include caramel, which is a traditional peanut butter cup, which is a chocolate-based peanut butter filling that has a caramel layer on top. They also had a crunchy version, which had um, uh, crunchy peanut butter instead of smooth peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, double chocolate, honey roasted nuts hazelnut cream. They had a marshmallow flavour there for a while. Mm-hmm. A lot of these have been discontinued yeah. over the years, but uh, the ones that lived on have just been the traditional peanut butter cups, and mm. uh, they're 
smaller or larger sizes. Yeah. Um, as we said in uh, at the start, the the different seasonal variations. So for Valentine's Day, they have peanut butter hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, they have peanut butter eggs for Easter. Peanut butter pumpkins, just the shape of them, of course, mm-hmm. for Halloween. So it's a standard Reese's um, peanut butter cup yeah. that has a jack-o'-lantern picture oh, yeah. <laughs> into it. Cool. And they also did ghosts in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. For Christmas, they've had little peanut butter Christmas trees, which are an evergreen tree shape that has the standard milk chocolate or a white chocolate base, and then um, the packaging changed from being orange to green, white, and orange with a bit of a winter scene and a snowman. Mm -hmm. They also had peanut butter bells and a reister bunny, (laughs) (laughs) which is a large individual-packed Easter bunny with the peanut (laughs) centre. So there you go. There's a a bit of a basis for uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, adapted from uh, information on Wikipedia. But uh, there's also more information at the Reese's website. They've got quite a fascinating history. But it's almost It is half past three already. We've got to uh, take a quick break. We'll be back after this to go head-to-head with uh, a couple of Reese's products. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time for us to go head-to-head here on Afternoon Delight between two Reese's products. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty much the same thing, except one's white chocolate and one mm-hmm. is milk chocolate. <laughs> yep. But uh, it's a good uh, good excuse to be able to uh, discuss what they are, what they look like, what they taste like, etc. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those who've never had or seen a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, do you want to give us a bit of a audio description there, Max, of what you're holding? Uh, it's just um a little cupcake wrapper thing, mm-hmm. but it's filled with peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, so <laughs> they come in a container that's yeah very much a um, uh, a patty pan. Mm-hmm. And that's to keep everything held together. <laughs> yep. Because uh, otherwise it is quite literally just chocolate and peanut butter. And that's what holds it together. Yep. So, so we've got the milk chocolate one and a white chocolate. Um, Packaging-wise, uh, orange is definitely the new black. Um, everything Reese's is bright orange. And it. I think they use that to stand out on the advertising shelves. <laughs> because... Uh, when I went looking for Reese's things in various shops around town, um, it was quite quite easy to see when it was there or when it wasn't there. Yeah. They're very much a um, an imported item because they're not produced here in Australia. But uh, occasionally you do see them around. Uh-huh. And uh, health-wise, each package contains two, two cups. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a bit of sugar, twenty four percent. There you go. So we're we going milk chocolate first or white chocolate? Milk chocolate. Mm. <laughs> Get that out of the way. Yeah. Not a, <laughs> you're not a fan, or you're just predicting. Don't know. The white's going to be better. 
think the white's going to be better. You're predicting <laughs> the white's going to be better? Uh-uh. Very thin layer of chocolate to hold it all together. Uh-huh. So when you have a bite down on that, um, I'm just breaking mine in half to have a chat about the inside. Yeah. It's very much a crumbly paste. Yeah, it is. Of um, mushed up <laughs> peanut. Yeah. But as I said, uh, quite tasty. Max has given it the sniff test. It's very strong. Very strong. Well, can you smell it? Oh, actually, I can. And I was about to say, <laughs> what does it smell of? Does it smell of chocolate or peanut? Peanut. It is peanut. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, man. For, for any new listeners, I don't have a sense of smell. So for me to be able to smell it, uh, that's pretty strong. Yeah. So the peanut paste melts in your mouth. Yeah. Um, the chocolate layer really only just is to hold the the whole conglomeration together. Yeah. But the peanut paste is very nice. We had in the Yum Box a while back something that had a similar um, peanut paste. I think it was... Do we have a, the, maybe a Japanese box? I thought it was last... Was it last box, year? I think. Oh, was it that? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, the peanut paste, very reminiscent of whatever it was that we had that I now can't think of. That's awful. My brain's gone to mush. But it's almost like eating a spoonful of peanut butter. Yeah. So if you're a fan of peanut butter, you're going to like Reese's stuff. Uh-huh. That said, not everyone can have Reese's. Do you want to tell us why? Um, allergies. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have peanut allergies, these are definitely a no-go. Yeah. Um, because, as it, as it says in the name, they are peanut butter cups. Um, and lots of peanut. <laughs> and they contain milk, peanuts, and soy. So, yeah. <laughs> you you wouldn't be able to probably have these around your uh-uh. house because you have um, an anaphylactic in your family. Yep. <laughs> but uh, what's your thoughts on the, the milk chocolate version? It's good. Yeah. Very good indeed. As I say, melts in your mouth. Very uh, nutty flavour. And it kind of lingers. Yeah. But, um, yes, I'm, I'm definitely giving that one two thumbs up. Yep, whether, whether the white chocolate changes anything about that, we'll soon find out. How's the, the sniff test and the taste test going your end? I can barely smell the... Um, the peanut? Yeah. Actually, yeah, I've just busted it open and it looks... It's paler, the oh. centre. And it's a lot crumblier. Maybe so, it's to do with the type of chocolate. Maybe. I'm wondering if it's still... It's peanut butter, white chocolate. Um, hmm. It's not saying it should be anything different. Maybe it's just... I don't know why that would be. It's very much a paler um, colour... Mm-hmm. To the milk chocolate, yeah, and, I, and it's not the, the white chocolate making it look a different colour. It is very, very pale. Almost a white peanut butter, <laughs> if there is such a thing. But um, wrap your laughing gear around that. What are you thinking? Still strong. Mm. Still less of a nutty taste. The white chocolate, it's creamier. Yeah. 
it um you can certainly taste the difference mm-hmm. and i do actually think i prefer the milk chocolate the white is almost kind of not a fondant but yeah very very tricky to describe unfortunately mm-hmm. there's something lacking about the white chocolate flavor yeah they they both seem just as sugary sweetness um but I can't quite put my finger on what it is about the white chocolate one. I kind of like the milk chocolate more than... Than the white. white. Yeah. yeah. But looking at the ingredients, they're pretty much exactly the same. It's just whether it's a white chocolate base or a milk chocolate base. Uh-huh. That said, though, serving size is smaller in the white chocolate. Mm. The... Peanut butter cups are 42 grams compared to uh, 39 gram in the white chocolate, mm. which is interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, other than that, total sugars and things of that nature, very, very similar. 22 grams, 18 grams. Hmm. I can't quite put my finger on why the milk chocolate tastes better, but I think that's what where my vote goes today. Mm. How about you? Milk chocolate. <laughs> Milk chocolate for you too? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well then, we'll post that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for people to weigh in if they've got a preference for uh, peanut butter cups. Or if you've got any uh, fun facts and stuff you'd like to share on the show, jump on the Facebook page or you can text in on 0439-329-713. We're back after this. <laughs> It is time for our sweetest tune here on Afternoon Delight. And uh, this one uh, is a tune that melds in reasonably similar to <laughs> Reese's Peanut Buttercups. Yep. Uh, it's called Build Me Up Buttercup. <laughs> if you added peanut in there, it'd be a peanut buttercup. So it's a song written by Mike Diabo and Tony McCauley, released by the Foundations in 1968. Um, from their record, or their album, uh, called Build Me Up Buttercup. Have you heard this tune before? I don't think so. Don't think so? It's very boppy. It it went to number one in the top 100, and uh, the Billboard Hot 100 made it to number three. It was also a hit in the UK, making it to number two, just behind Lily the Pink by The Scaffold, which is another tune that's very... um, very much of its time. <laughs> but uh, let's take a listen. This is The Foundations with Build Me Up Buttercup. On Afternoon Delight, that is The Foundations with Build Me Up Buttercup. Yeah. What do you think of that? Sounded like. The beat sounded like Waterloo from ABBA. Yeah, I can hear that. It's got a bit of a, an ABBA feel to it. And when you think that they were probably released around the same time, similar sort of instrumentation, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Because ABBA were in the 70s, that's 68. It's late, late 60s, early 70s when that 
that kind of beats coming. Mm-hmm. ABBA uh, went on to many hit. ABBA's music is incredible in that there is always something happening. <laughs> uh, lots of yeah. songs have, you know, different melodies and beats and stuff like that, but if the beat isn't making the the music happen, then the singing is. If the singing isn't, there's a little jingle jangle that's happening in the background of an ABBA yeah. song. There's always something happening uh, in an ABBA tune, but uh, that is the foundations there with Build Me Up Buttercup. Now, uh, we've got a mini Reese's Peanut Buttercup now. What yep. do you notice is uh, a wee bit different about these ones? It's tiny. It is tiny. <laughs> they come in a, a pack of, it feels like heaps. It's a 150 gram bag, but um, compared to the um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, which came in individual packaging, uh, they come in a two pack and 42 grams each. These minis are 26 grams each. They're not flat though. Mm. The the Reese's uh, regular cup size are quite thin. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder whether these would have similar, like, it's 26% sugar. So it's a similar serving size, uh, even though it's in a smaller package, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, very much, it's kind of about the size of a 20 cent piece, where the peanut butter cups are, I don't know, what is that across? I can't think of something that's a similar size that doesn't have some. I was about to say it's the same size as the the knobs on the radio here, but people can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say that's the same size? It's a patty pan. Yeah. It's patty pan sized. One of those small ones. That you have as a normal cupcake. Yeah. Whereas the minis are tiny. Yeah. <laughs> they would struggle to be... Oh, it's more 10 cent piece than 20 cent, to be honest. But they're quite deep. The bottoms of the um, patty pan, it would be like size of a five cent piece. Yeah. And they're also coming, they come wrapped in tinfoil. Yeah. As well as the little paper patty pan. Yep. But uh, taste-wise, is that changed? You can pretty much eat it in one gulp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can break it down and savour the flavour. Tastes the same. <laughs> yep. Actually, thicker chocolate base. Yeah. There's a, a, a sugar rush almost. Uh-huh. Mm. Still Odd. good. <laughs> Still good indeed. We're going to take a very, very quick break because we've got a recipe to share with you uh, right after this. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Okie dokie, Max. What's busy in the kitchen this week? We're making peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. But uh, these are reasonably easy. Yeah, three ingredients. That's it. What does one need? Three tablespoons of powdered sugar. Um, half a cup of creamy peanut butter. And a cup of chocolate. That's melted. Too easy. <laughs> And so it'll make six peanut butter cups. If you've got a six-cup tray, you could double the recipe and do more, uh-huh. depending on how diabetic you want to be. <laughs> how do you make them? 
Prepare a cupcake tin with six liners. Stir peanut butter and powdered sugar together until smooth. Spread one to two tablespoons of chocolate in the bottom of each cupcake liner. Dollop one to two teaspoons of the peanut butter on top of the chocolate. You could do more if you want. <laughs> Might make it a bit too chunky, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cover each dollop of peanut butter with more chocolate. Refrigerate until chocolate has hardened. And then um, you can eat. eat them. <laughs> yeah, pretty, as you said, pretty simple. Just uh, <laughs> make sure that you give it a bit of a tap and smooth out the chocolate so there's no lumps, bumps or air. Uh, when you go to refrigerate it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we are pressed for time, but I'm just thinking we could possibly sneak in uh, a What's New segment before we wrap up the show. Do you want to try to? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out what's new on the shelf this week. What's new, Pussycat? Now, we were talking uh, about M&M's a little bit earlier in the show because they turned down a deal to star in the E.T. movie. Mm. But uh, there's some brand new flavoured M&M's on the shelf this week. Mm. Uh, what flavour are they? Pretzel. So if ever there was a salty, sweet mix, this would be it. Mm-hmm. Move over salted caramel. <laughs> so... Uh, Instead of having a, uh, a milk chocolate scent or a peanut scenter, it's got a crunchy, salty pretzel scenter. Yep. Uh, size wise? Um. Uh. <laughs> similar to peanut M&M? Uh huh. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, bag color is kind of a tan, uh, dark, burnt orange yeah. color. <laughs> And the odd thing about it, well, we've discussed it before on the show, every different flavour of M&M's has a different colour to match the bag. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the closest they were going to come to pretzel colour. Yeah, yeah, burnt orange. So uh, have a nibble, let me know what you think. Got a good crunch. Mm -hmm. Considering how much peanut butter we've consumed today, it might be tricky to taste the pretzel. Oh, it's... Actually, no, you can taste it. I thought it would be more salty. Yeah, no. It actually tastes more... I was going to say wheaty. What's a pretzel made out of? It's milk chocolate and pretzel biscuit. No. Mm. Yeah, it's not as salty as I was expecting. Could contain traces of peanut, though. It's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Definitely a mix of sweet and salt. Yeah. Hmm. What are you scoring that one? One thumb up. One thumb up? Yeah. 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 It's certainly not the best M&M I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much still stuck on peanut. It's a peanut thing. <laughs> peanut yeah. M&Ms, peanut butter cups. I'm sold. I think the strangest ones we ever had was the Lamington M&Ms, but yeah. um, they're not too bad. There's a, a slight salty aftertaste of the pretzel ones. Yeah. Which is, I guess, where your salty taste comes from. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we'll post that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page too, alongside this week's recipe for you to have a go at if you uh, if you want to. Um, thanks to those who've already started commenting and sharing. Uh, what have we got? Marie says milk chocolate is her favourite of the Reese's peanut butter flavours. And having a look back at last week, um, a different Marie. Oh, there you go. Two different mm-hmm. Marie's. Uh, says we were looking at Pez last week. Uh, she says fizz is her favourite flavour compared to the fruit flavours that we also tried. Mm. There you go. Uh, we're almost out of time. One last thing to do, and that is open up the Kinder Surprise. Okie dokie, what is inside this week's Kinder Surprise Max? The foil is off. The chocolate is too hard to break. We've really got a, a <laughs> chocolate trouble today because of the the coldness in the studio. Uh-huh. I just exploded it. It shattered yeah. in every which way possible. Capsules open. It's another kangaroos. We get a lot. What's the current series that they're running with? The, it's Cat- the animal things. Ca- cartoons, natoons. Native animals and endangered animals. Oh, no. Hmm. But, yeah. yeah, I think that's our 500th kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe not that many. But uh, you have, you've got that down. You could have done that with your eyes closed. I think you've done it that many times. Yeah. Uh, well, that is it for Afternoon Delight for this week. A big thank you to uh, all those who've uh, joined the show today. Uh, it'll be available as a podcast after the show shortly. As always, if you've got suggestions for topics that you would like covered on the show, you can email lolly at ocrfm.org.au or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and send messages through there. Got a bit of a special show next week. Yeah. Somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be celebrating that. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Facebook page for more info. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Bye. See ya. When it's right, it's right. While waiting till the middle of a cold, dark night. When everything's a little clear in the light of day. And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Thinking of these working up my appetite. Looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight Afternoon delight